welcome back, fight fans. Everybody who wanted to return and everybody who has to listen to my annoying voice. That means you moderators on Anchor and Spotify, both of you. This one, on to six. UFC 6, Clash of the Titans. Got a lot of guys coming back. This one here honestly kind of just kicks on the roll to the future. Because this one introduces Tank Abbott. Going to read all the names right through it. But Tank Abbott, John Matua, Cal Worsham, Paul Varlins. Mankayo, Pat Smith, Dave Benito, Oleg Taktarov. Uh, Oleg and Dave Benito coming back. Pat Smith coming back. Tank Abbott, big name. Now, if I'm correct, John Matua is supposed to be a... I can't remember. A sumo guy, but like close to Yokozuna. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um... I'll be able to remember as we actually get to it. Actually. Oh, that's right. He brings the ancient Hawaiian style. Shiona Fuji. Uh, he's friends with Mitsugu Akimoto. Shiona Fuji. He's uh, 58th Yokozuna. Drama 2 is not a guy to really sleep on. Practitioner of Ki Ilua. Lua, the brutal Hawaiian art of bone breaking. And guy looked amazing when they showed recordings of him, but that's not exactly what you want to have as your background, to be specific. Like, pretty much has a, a made up background. Not made up, but it's it's partially made up. <laughs> To be completely honest, fake fighting or fake martial arts isn't exactly accurate because it could be ancient, could be real, could not have been something that was just a made-up story by someone's grandpapa. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. All I know is, is the guy looked like an animal in the first little bit. Head and arm and people throwing them all around. And this, that was just a perfect setup. You got Tank Abbott and this guy first round up. But what I didn't like is how... You know, Oleg Taktorov, David Benito, they pretty much sold that as a super fight right at, at the end of the opening round, which is stupid. You could have split it up and had Pat Smith, Dave Benito, Oleg Taktorov, Tank Abbott not fight one of each other and fight one of the other smokers and come up and do something in the later rounds and actually have a really a really good chance at something good happening but instead they kind of fucked it up themselves either which way dan severn and ken shamrock as the actual super fight in between the finals i see it now so joel sutton that was the name right yeah i see how i read it i see how i read it weird real weird how i read it or writ, dumbass. So we were really weird how I wrote it down, but Joel Sutton 
defeated Jack McLaughlin by submission. And Anthony Machias defeated He-Man Ali Gibson by submission. Both punches is what it says here, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, if you tap, tap, you submit. Um, And Machias ends up stepping in for Pat Smith later on, who ends up not being able to finish because of stomach cramps. Uh, pain in his in his abdomen area, stuff like that. Um, not gonna lie, that shit can be scary. You know, you can internally bleed. Your career could be over. Um, Guy Metzger was supposed to be the first one who was gonna actually step in. And this here's something I also really wanted to cover. Guy Metzger. Uh, sucks because he had fought on two different cards in the preliminary rounds had a friend fight uh in the actual rounds i can't remember his name uh in the opening round and make it to the semi and he won twice to be the preliminary so this time around they had him set aside um <clears throat> they had him set aside to be the person to back up if one of the two who fought got injured. You know what I mean? And that makes sense. Instead of having three fights and risking three people get injured, man, that's just a dumb idea. You got a perfectly good guy to work work with. And so that's what happened. Uh, which one got injured? One of the one of the uh, alternate fighters got injured. I believe uh, Joel. Joel got injured. And when Joel got injured, then stepped in Guy, so they did a coin flip. Machias won it. So Machias gets to step in. Now, this is something that's really, really cool that they did. I really like this. Uh, Entertainment Drive, CompuServe, eForm, Conference Room 1 was something that you could use. Uh, Conference Room 1, UFC 6. If you entered this in, you could join a live online group chat during the time of what, 95, 94, 95, whatever time 6 was. When was 6? Let's look at what 6 was on the wall. Oh, 6 was. Oh, is it? It was a September 8th. <clears throat> what? No, it wasn't. Was it? Oh, I see. It was. I'm wrong. July 14th. I got some of the ones on my wall wrong, but whatever. July 14th, 95. I was right. Uh, at the fact that this was 95, and they're allowing you to be online talking with each other, talking shit. You know, be like, ah, oh, this guy here is better than everybody. Oh, fuck you. Uh, it's, it's cool shit that I like. Cool shit that gives me goosebumps to know that this stuff was expected of us. New laws of the octagon. Uh, same, some old ones, but new ones actually growing. Uh, new bite, no biting eye, or eye gouging, of course. Uh, ref can start, or ref can restart and stand up the fight. At any time that he wants. 20 minute time limit for quarterfinal 
in the opening rounds. 30-minute time limits for semifinal rounds with a five-minute overtime for final and super fight. So 30 minutes for the super semis and finals. Uh, disqualification. A loss by a DQ can be done. So you can be disqualified for doing something you're not supposed to, say bringing in a weapon or God only knows. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I guess that's right. You ready? Give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. I guess that's it. Let's <laughs> COVID. Let's go. Um, John Matua, Hawaiian, 400 pounds, 6'2". Ancient Hawaiian style, 10-0 bare knuckle matches. And he's only 29 years old. You know, this guy... They show a video of him slamming guys. And, I mean, he's got a lot of movement for a big dude. A lot of movement. I mean, a lot of movement. And the ancient art of Ki Alua Alua, the brutal art of bone breaking. That's what he just said. And Ki Alua Alua. And so I looked into him, and they said he's friends with Mitsugu Akimoto, who is Chionofuji. I probably chopped all of that to fucking firewood, but at the same time, what that all meant was Chionofuji is the 58th Yokozuna. So this guy learned, like, world-class sumo. All right, this guy is not a guy to completely sleep on. That's why he was throwing that dude around, slamming him, body slamming him, picking him up, yeeting his ass all around. Standing in front of John McCarthy like an inch shorter. And John McCarthy's a big boy. I'm not believing the 400-pound thing. Not believing it, though. And we got a good ring announcer, Michael Buffer. I want to look into that. On a handful, yeah. Holy cow. It's, it, it was, I can't find it exactly, but I guess, you know, he gets paid, it's saying between 25 to 100,000. And if he's paid any more than what the winners of the fight was paid. Man, that's upsetting. And even if he was paid up to 25000 that really sucks that they tried to get somebody that was going to be that like expensive at the time. However, once we get to Bruce, we'll be all safe, right? We'll be safe once we got Bruce. 
skip these two, man. Let's go. Let's fight. All right. Abbott, pit fighting. Matua, Kualua. Um, we got 30 old versus 29 year old, 6 foot versus 6'2, 280 versus 400. Okay. Huntington Beach, California versus Garden Grove, California. Two Cali guys, and we're going to fucking get it. This is like a super, super heavyweight. Oh my goodness. And Tank just blocks him into the jaw a bunch of times and throws him to the ground. This is like a somewhat of a wrestling bout, but this guy's just eating punches to the mouth, man. Oh my God. Wow. 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 The guy is playing. He got hit across the jaw so many times that his arms are stiffed out. A little bit of a bad thing that I don't know. Maybe it's not a bad thing, but uh, John McCarthy stiffening the, the, the arms out, straightening them out a different way. This guy is completely unconscious, like completely unconscious. Tank Abbott put this guy to sleep like Mike Tyson. Holy fuck. You know, he was able to because, you know, it just doesn't hurt him. Doesn't hurt him one bit. Way to go. Tank Abbott taking out John. Wait, right. Uh, John Matua. Plankton. The original Plank Master probably was Tank Abbott. Not gonna lie. On the way, getting it done, headed out. Next fight, they gave Tank a really good um, interview or like post-fight little spot, but he moves on to the semifinals. Tank, you know, just a beast. John Matua can't give him sleep on him. Uh, however, you know, just got the wrong fight of the day. But on to Cal Worsham and Paul Verlins. You know, they, Jeff Blatnick came and talked to John McCarthy about this, and this was actually something that I like, but I also didn't like, like, fairly, because John McCarthy is just one of those guys in there who's done all the research that he had that he could at the time, and all the all the things that he's done for the sport up to now is just uh, an incredible amount to even attempt to speak about. Um, but for the things that he would have to see at the time, especially with this brutal knockout. I mean, oh my god, he couldn't explain it better, but just eat a couple, and just kept eating them and eating them, and ate one hard one, boom, just stiffened up like a board. It seems this time that, you know, they use a lot more ad, like advertising of the fights and the future fights coming up. So, it... It was. It's really impressive to see how it's kind of come from then to now, and how honestly that they they improved and evolved so quickly when they went into better hands. And honestly, this time around, coming in, walking out, you know, seeing the video, Cal Worsham. Taekwondo black belt. This guy seems like he wants to be a cop. Or he is a cop. Or something like that, you know. Cop haircut. Training styles are cop styles. 
just has me feeling weird. And um, however, you know, go him, pushing hard on the effort and the dedication. Uh, Thirty-two years old, five foot ten, two hundred twenty pounds. He apparently took these. Uh, well, got called in to fight in the tournament uh, days prior. From what they were saying, right at the get-go, just so you know, they said like he really didn't have much preparation that, like mentally, to know that he was here. He's a youth instructor in, uh, California, I believe. I believe most of these guys are out of California, but he's 33 and two at a point fights, and he's ranked number one with the ITC in, uh, International Taekwondo Council which is a national council. Uh, he's, yeah, I said black belt in Taekwondo, but he also is a red color instructor, which is a ninth or 10th Dan, which is the, the highest Dan you can get, apparently. Could be wrong. Uh, this is just quick research that I do. Um, at the same time, from what? A book, a couple books that I've read, and what I quickly checked online to quickly double comply, make sure what was in my head. Yes, he's a ninth or 10th Dan instructor, which makes him a ninth or 10th Dan, if I'm correct. Um, simply put, it seemed like this guy's trying to get into Folsom prison. Yeah, Folsom, that's where he's from. Folsom, California. And it seems like that's where he's trying to get into. You know, that's what they were saying, is he's trying to get into the correctional facility job there and I mean I get it you know people want to work where Johnny Cash went and performed and had a record put sure just a little weird and his opponent Paul Verlin's uh, big big guy huge six foot eight three hundred pound dude man massive guy this guy here both these guys honestly look like really, really high-quality fighters, and, uh, Verilin's call, they call him the polar bear, and he's got eight years of high school wrestling, apparently, you know, or eight years of wrestling, uh, up to high school, and leaving, uh, went to college to play college football, um, played college football for three years. So he's got that high intensity that comes behind college football. You know, that intense, intense workout. Um, and to be completely fair, uh, that size advantage, 80-pound size advantage. And you know damn well that neither of these guys are cutting weight. But yeah. Oh, it says where's from 230, not 220. But at the same, yeah, both these guys from California, and yeah, both in the octagon waiting, John McCarthy stepping up, and I'm thinking this here will just be like over yesterday, like literally yesterday. Winner of this one here takes on Tank Abbott. Oof, kick right to the groin, gut, private. And they just start throwing those knuckles, knees and knuckles. Cal just throwing a lot of hooks to the head. Landing on this guy that calls himself Polar Bear. Holy cow.
See these two big guys going at it this way, and he, Cal is. These guys just plain and clear, throwing hooks on one another, just left and right, hooks, hooks, hooks. However, Cal every now and then will throw like a groin strike, from what it looks like, a groin kick, a kick to the groin. Oof, and Cal took a hit that time. Oh, and downward elbow spikes to the back of the head, back of the spine. And John McCarthy jumps in because one or two of those downward elbow spikes from Paul Berlin's just completely ended ended the life of Cal Worsham. Just completely. And Cal honestly was on the winning end. He's standing. He's back up. Seems a little irritated. But... At the same time, they had one hell of a fight. And they're two big, big guys. So, with these big dudes, yeah, minute four. Uh, and they're talking about that big, big downward spiking elbow. It was like 6 to 12. Just Alright, so, he started getting some shorter shots on it. They both started getting real nice short shots on it. And Cal would land some groin strikes that clearly were getting felt. Paul was just really big and couldn't keep up. However, you know, just something happened. One. Yeah, it was just one. It was just one downward strike. I thought it was two, but it was just huge. And the corner threw in the towel because he was unconscious. He was done for. He was completely out. He got back up, but it's what happens when you hit the back of the head and they make that illegal eventually. You know, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Got big boy headed towards Tank Abbeman. Big boy. Minute four, man. Getting that, getting that good, getting that clean at the time, you know, very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous moves, you know. And that's what you wanted back then, that savagery type shit. Always was effective. I'm curious on how he's going to do for the next round, because I have a feeling that he's going to end up, like, hurt. Tank didn't get much damage. He took a bit of damage there. It's a good question whether he'll be able to continue. He could pull out, but hopefully not. Guy's very, very, very honorable, smart, respectful. And they're asking him, you expect, we expect the same thing from you on the feet? No. Uh, Ask him what's he planning on doing for the next round. I ain't made up my mind yet. <laughs> gotta get his gotta get his breath back, but at the same time, you know, the guy's just got a real smart response. Real smart, real intelligent. Way to keep your opponent guessing for the next round and while you're recovering. But he uh He was talking about his opponent, uh, really respectful, like, and that's something that really impressed me. You know, uh, it really, 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 really makes me happy when they when they respect each other. And you know, w with this being a business, you know, MMA, martial arts, boxing, karate, bare knuckle, uh, street fight, um, street beefs, whatever anything may be, you know. Excuse me, that is all disgusting for you all to listen to. Huh. 
it is it is always good for us to take a step back from the anger, rage, and frustration, and competition, and who's top, who's the baddest, and just to be able to respect that we all, or those who do, actually step to the table and rise to those occasions, so that when, because you know, it, as they say, takes two to tango. You know, you got you got to thank your opponent because you wouldn't have been able to do what you just did if he didn't come today. You would have just showed up, and you know, in wrestling, it's the most serious thing when you cut all that weight and you starve yourself for three days, three almost four days, and then you go to. Um, you go to perform, and then, you know, your coach tells you, yeah, you got two guys you got to compete against, and then, oh, guess what? They got uh, in a, uh, academic suspension or something, so, you know, they're out for two weeks because they missed, they they have low grades, and that's, that's just the shittiest thing. You suffer because of someone's irresponsibility or something like that, you know? The respect that they give each other because they showed up and, you know, they made it to the end. Neither one of them got seriously hurt, even though it's a very brutal, violent, violent, on purposely violent causing sport still it's just good for them to stay safe in that aspect uh leon sphinx in the crowd shit's crazy there's some tie signs out there that says where's tyson where's mike tyson could you imagine tyson versus tank at the time that would have been an amazing fight amazing fight and on to the next one, man. Pat Smith. Versus Rudyard Moncayo. So, we're gonna fucking... We're gonna get it. On to my personal favorite of the... What is this? Opening? Opening rounds? Third fight of the opening rounds? Yeah, sounds right. Uh, Rudyard Moncayo versus Pat Smith. <laughs> Man. Ugh. In my opinion, might be feeding someone to the dogs. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, Pat Smith, third time at a UFC event. And, you know, the last two the two losses he has, his uh, UFC record is 2-2, two and two, so he has four fights in the UFC. Well, his two losses are to Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie. This guy is not a guy to sleep on, all right? He is somebody who takes a serious guy to take him out, clearly. Um, however, Rudyard, Munkayo, Jiu-Jitsu, Purple Belt, Kempo Black Belt, fights out of Ec well fighting for Ecuador, fights out of California. Don't let none of this fool you. These aren't no OG, literal people from... I mean, maybe their family might be from there. They might have family there, but this is not... This guy spoke very, very clean, clean street English. So, 100%. Um, however, not my job to comment on that it's just you know it, it seemed like they tried to get people to seem like they were from uh like where their family's heritage was from when in reality you're born where you're from where, you, where you're from is where you were born so 
but guys seems to be a pretty savage fighter. Uh, along with being a Kempo black belt, jujitsu purple belt, um, full contact karate fighter, uh, 78-0 with 65 knockouts. Monkayo is not a guy to sleep on. Uh, he's also current Totodere champion of Ecuador. And he discovered judo at 15 from what it said. Um, also, guy's a weightlifter. So he's very, very separated about with his style of fighting, which is very smart. Very smart. Highly believable that he would be 78 now. Make sure that the fights that he gets are ones that he's going to win because he's very, very smart. Pat Smith, however, is third UFC. Again, two losses. Jamrock, Gracie. He also fought Kimo during the previous year overseas in Japan, from what he said. So, uh, I don't know with who or what. Uh, his current UFC record, though, again, is 2-2. Two and two. So, he's got fights under his belt with UFC. Something you can't take take uh, for granted because when you fight in UFC it's a whole new ball game and 270 pounds 217 pounds 6 foot 2 it didn't say nothing about the other guy I don't think maybe I was just deaf but um, yeah actually no I have it right here my apologies yeah uh, Mankayo's 25 5 foot 10 200 and Five pounds. Santa Ana, California is where he fights out of. And Smith, 31, 62, 217, and Paris, California. Honestly, very close on everything here. And I'm just a little, little, little curious about how Pat Smith's going to handle the pressure of this being his third UFC. You know, sometimes that starts to wane on you. And they come out, bring it. Oh, John McCarthy wants Pat Smith across his corner, his starting corner. Oof. Running Spartan kick. Front kick right to the sternum and sits him down. Mikhail stands back up, but he goes into a front headlock, a standing front headlock of Pat's. And Pat Smith actually has him behind the arm and under the head, under the neck. So he might be able to get a standing guillotine here. Oh, he let go of under that arm, but landed a solid knuckle shot right to the ribs of Moncayo. Downward spiking elbows to that spine and punches to the back of that head. Oh, my goodness. Causes a lot of damage to the brain. A lot of quick damage. Ah, oh, knees. Knees knees to the body, rib, groin, wherever. Smith takes him to the ground. Got to rewind it because I kind of missed it. Smith allowed to hold on to it. Okay, so yeah, it was just like a simple trip. Smith just kind of... I wasn't really able to see it by the camera angle. However, Smith not letting up by getting the back of Moncoyo and gets a rear naked choke gets the guy pretty, almost to sleep but without the boots in you know, doesn't throw the legs around the body just gets pretty much one of those big brother chokes and gets the damn win gets the win, heads on to the semifinals and I can't wait because you know what, Pat Smith deserves it he deserves to go back into that hopefully no injuries, hopefully nothing bad happens 
and good respect for both fighters. They deserve it, you know. Together, loser, winner, doesn't matter. You just fought in the UFC, man. Enjoy. You're a legend. You'll always be a legend. Yeah, and as they rerun those highlights, man, they're talking to him after the fight the same way they did Tang. And they showed, uh, Mankayo just walked out with his hands down, you know. Not prepared at all, and walked forward with his hands down. So when he ate that kick, he ate it because he deserved to. He took, he wasn't, he wasn't ready for what, what he was into, which was a fight. He was there for a fight, okay? And honestly, Smith getting some serious, serious, serious job done. You know, Muay Thai style, uh, Jiu-Jitsu style, Karate, e Judo, everything, you know. And apparently he did some, uh, worked on some chokes and stuff. And so what he's saying is that you can't do the, you can't get the job done on the ground if you don't, if you don't got, got, if you don't got no uh, experience there. Which, he's not wrong. Shouting out to his gym. Who was that? Shout out to his gym in Colorado at the time. And go that. Bolton, Pat Smith on to the semifinals, man. And it's going to be great. Next one, the one that I think is like a mic, a mini super fight right at the at the end of the opening round, which is Dave Benito and Oleg Taktorov. Let's fucking get it. And because it's the final one of your opening round, quarterfinals, whatever the hell you want to call them. I like to call them quarterfinals because that's what they were for me when I did competitions. Um, you know, I'm just going to use old uh, notes that I already have on these guys, plus a couple of new little small things that they stated. They're a little bit more accurate on announcing how some of these things were this time around. But you got Dave Benito versus Oleg Taktarov. Uh, Dave Benito, uh, big, big dude. Uh, 27 years old, 6'2", two, 258 pounds. Big guy. Uh, from Ontario, from Canada. Um, from what I had is that he's got titles in judo, Greco-Roman, powerlifting, he uh, it was an open U.S. Open champ, open wrestling champ, 87. Uh, this is guy, big wrestler in Canada. Um, four times uh, Canadian Amateur American Amateur Association Wrestling Championship. Uh, he's also a paramedic for Windsor still, uh, Ontario, Canada. Apparently has a lot of business and stuff going out there now for him since the previous ones. Current UFC record before this fight was 2-1, and one, so you know he's got a winning record in the UFC. It's really good for him. Um, seven total national titles. This guy can't be slept on. Cannot be slept on. Great opponent for Oleg. If you remember Oleg, Oleg comes out with those four European jiu-jitsu titles, full contact, seven total Russian and world titles. Very confident. Um, he's out of Texas, but Samba world champion, tw uh, 27, 6 foot, 210 from Gorky, Russia. I don't know exactly. I've never really heard of that, sadly. I should look into it more, but guys was undefeated for 10 years before his his uh, former loss. I, th I think he lost. I could be wrong. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, he also trains with Guy Mesker, so think about that for a second. Whenever Guy is thrown in the air and he gets injured or something, you know, he's supposed to be the guy that comes in. Thing he trains with Oleg, so don't sleep on that because that that can come in when you have him against a fighter who's not really that good, and you know, just pretty much think that Oleg's training partner could come in and fuck someone up. But these two guys are serious grapplers. And the fact that they're as serious as they are, I don't know what they were thinking about putting two serious grapplers like this together. Were they going to try and get a jujitsu match or like a wrestling belt? They're standing in the octagon waiting right now. Oh, look at that. David Hasselhoff in the crowd right now. That's cool. Howdy. He sees the camera's looking at him. Oleg looking relaxed, calm, but ready. Focused. Corner is always ready for them towels, you know, just in case if anything dangerous happens. Honestly, uh, Benito looks a lot more relaxed. A lot more. Yeah, whatever. Come on, we can't take this long. Alright, John McCarthy calls him to the center, and Benito gets in on Oleg on an outside single. And stays low and just the weight. The weight because, you know, Benito, 258. Oleg is really not that big, like 210, 212, 216. It's not very big. And so now, um, Benito keeping a tight headlock as he pins uh, Taktarov up against the cage and Taktarov is just kind of eating a few flurry punches as Benito lets go lets go of that headlock trying to keep a lot of control on him along with the wrestling but there's just not a lot of ideal technique behind what they do right now so um, Benito kind of gets flipped around by Oleg Uh, it seems like Oleg Taktorov got a submission from Dave Benito. David Benito. Did he? Oh, it seems that... Yeah, he's telling him good job. Wow. So the flips around, you know, all the scrambling wrestling that didn't have any solid technique behind it got Benito stuck in Taktarov's guillotine, a guillotine, or a big brother guillotine, guillotine, because the, yeah, 57 seconds is all that took. These big guys, man, these fights, they don't last very long, and a lot of damage happens in like a minute or two. It's really scary. Um, it's crazy, actually. Uh, but at the same time, good for Oleg. I said it uh, the last time he had fought that I, I really wanted him to win this, and he ended up not, so it's really good for him.
Super impressive. Doesn't have much to say. Just wants to go back. Wants to breathe. Yeah, and that seems like, you know, Oleg was just short and sweet, ready ready to go. Probably would have wanted to end it sooner. But got taken straight to his back and just waited for his moment. As soon as he got that moment, went in for the single leg, hooked it with a foot, flipped forward over him, and used that advantage to kind of get just the opening to get a choke, just to sink a choke in. Maybe he did throw it. Yeah, he, he did have. He did have the legs wrapped around with the grapevine so he technically did have a good a good guard with uh, the guillotine that's what it is guillotine sorry I'm just woof man that was horrible to remember man I can't remember I can't believe I couldn't get that guillotine guillotine man come on seriously get with the program man but yeah your four winners tank Tank Abbott, Verlins, Pat Smith, and Oleg Taktorov. Man, are you ready? Paul Verlins, Tank Abbott, Pat Smith, Oleg Taktorov. You got some serious fighters there. Abbott and Verlins fighting, and then Smith Taktorov. I'm betting it'll be Abbott and Taktorov, sadly, because I know Smith is really good, but he's still doing a lot of learning. And I feel like Smith's demeanor and and confidence has been crushed by the people that he trains with because he's purposely putting himself in an environment where he's going to get beat up more often and he's trying to fight very soon after he's not improving those skills and what what kind of happens is you know you need to be able to start see dramatic improvements between you and your training partners before you go back in and try and go full throttle with the people who are actually kicking your ass a certain shit. You can't just jump back in there to see how you're doing now. No, you know how you're doing. You're doing ass. Don't throw yourself back in, get hurt, or ruin your record just to try and see where you're at. You know where you're at. Let your training partner throw your ass around and stop them. If they can, then you're doing shit. If you, if they can't, then you're doing pretty decent. Go get get higher skilled people. If they are the higher skilled people, then you're doing great. And you know, the start of your... What is she? Oh, she's the uh, core, the semifinal. Start of your semifinal. Uh, Tank Abbott. Well, I hate the hiccups. I'm still going to bore through them. Who cares? Sorry, you're gonna get horrible recording. They said his name was David. David Abbott. David Tank Abbott. Sorry, I hate to get your real name. We're gonna get that middle name too. D D L David L. Abbott. Um Tank. So what his real name is. But uh something that really kinda caught my eye, you know. We already know everything we know about Tank Abbott. Uh you know, Huntington Beach. Headhunter, what, what were they? Pit fighter. So you got him as a pit fighter versus De Benito as the right. No. Paul uh, Verlins, Verlin, uh, Verlins. Yeah, he's he's a trap fighter. So pit fighting versus trap fighting. They kind of make a little comment about it. I think they even do something later 
later on and talk about it, maybe. I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, you got a big guy, that polar bear guy, coming in against Tank, but this... Paul, Paul Verlin seemed like he had a lot of damage in, uh, on his head already. So, when he comes out, uh, it might not be good. Uh, he might already be damaged. I... He looks, he looks alright. Uh, however, uh, Tank seemed pretty pissed off at John McCarthy for some reason. Like, I don't know what happened, but holy shit, man. He just didn't even want to look him in the face. Pretty much kept getting out of his way while he was talking to him. And, like, John McCarthy wouldn't even finish. Like, this time around, John McCarthy's talking to the fighter. The fighter's listening, sparring, and saying, Yeah, you got it, you got it. John McCarthy done talking with him. He signaled he was done, but... If you go back and you watch this, it seems like him and Tank do not exactly get along. It's whatever. Guys like Tank, I get it. You know, I used to have a best friend like that. Uh, I have an old friend like that. Uh, just um, Always... They're, they're going to get as far as they do in life, and they're going to work real hard in life because they put themselves back against the wall, against everything, the world and all. Against everyone, anything, everyone, everything. Like, uh, it was just, they wanted the hard way, and they're going to work so hard that when, they're, when their tree is growing fruit, it's growing more than ten types of fruit, you know what I mean? And Tank seems like that kind of guy. In all reality, god damn, these hiccups need to get fucking body slammed. Honestly, man. Honestly. Honestly. Um, yeah, again, pit fighting, trap fighting. 25 year old Verilins with 30 year old Abbott. Uh, 280 pound Abbott with 300 pound Verilins. So they're not very different. Huntington Beach, California. Abbott with Sunnyvale, Verilins, California. Sunnyvale, California for Verilins. This fight is going to be fucking over quick, I bet, because I don't see Verlin's able to take a lot of Abbott's punches. Not at all. John McCarthy lets him in. Points. Points. Let's get it on. Verlin's with the hands up, and Abbott throws an overhand. And the body locks come in. Abbott going in for the single leg and sucks him down gets it. Stuck in a little bit of a half guard on Verlins. Verlins locks it, sucks that foot in, and almost getting his arm trapped up a little bit by Verlins on bottom. However, he's pretty much almost got him in a triangle. That Abbott's going for a triangle choke there. Almost got it too. Really, really almost got it. However, he doesn't have very skinny long arms to get around the neck and stuff like that. However, if he did with them short, stubby arms, holy shit, it'd be even tighter. And gloves, man. Then punches with those gloves. I guarantee you they're beneficial. I guarantee you they're beneficial. 50 seconds so far on the ground. Tank staying in a half, half, uh, side control to half, half guard of, uh, Verlins. Varlins. Varlins. That's his name. Tank just, as as the fight goes on, Tank is just loading bombs and just starting to learn where the short distance hooks are, you know, just getting comfortable being there and that pressure. 
Oh, wow. A knee right in the face of Arlen's and just crunching him down, man. Going, oh, you like that? You mother... I think he's pulling up on the on the cage. Is he pulling up on the cage with driving his knee into his face? Go him. Honestly, Tank Abbott being the most ruthless I've seen anybody in any of these fights. He, yeah, he's and he's looking up at the camera and other shit like this. John McCarthy pointing at the other. I could. Yeah, I would. I would say that's that's it. That's it. That's it. In all reality, oh yeah, man, he's pissed off because like that was a bitch move. He is pissed because that is a bullshit thing to do, really. And to be unable to fight back, yeah, the ref can stop. Call him, bring him back, man. That guy is a savage. Fucking Paul Verlins, don't sleep up, guy. But Tank Abbott getting a, a submission, I guess, by using the cage against a fighter. That's a shitty way to win, but I guess, you know. Make it illegal. That's what they do, right? Make it illegal. Paul Verlin's not going to be very happy on that. No, not going to be very happy. Tank headed out. Thankful. Got the win. But one. Wow. War. One war of a between both of them. Wow, just a war. A complete, absolute war. Just Don't sleep on Paul Verlins. Verlins is a real fighter in the UFC that should, if he isn't, he should be in the Hall of Fame. The Polar Bear. Straight up. Give it to him. Honestly, um, as the fight ends, uh, Tanks leaving and the crowd's just kind of looking at the people in in the audience. I'm not liking so much how much it's it's aiming for women. You know what I mean? Um, I it sucks that there's only fans in the crowd and very few actors because you know you, you can't show David ha David Hasselhoff over and over again. But um, at the same time. Uh, yeah, everybody's wrestling around, moving around, things like that. But it, it's just, I don't like how they kind of showed these two or three girls like four or five times over and over, over again, and some sometimes back to back on different camera angles. It's just like, who are they? Explain who they are. See, like that. Like these are just people walking around and stuff. Pardon the quick interruption, but again, it just seems a little weird with, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but at the same time, show people, uh, in their, their, like, Leon Sphinx, or, right? Is that his name? Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know anything, man. I don't know anything anymore. Uh, however, we're gonna get right on to it. Yeah, it should. Yes, so now is the time where Pat Smith has become injured, and um, earlier, I, I think I, I already 
you listen to a couple segments, I wasn't saying that Guy Mesker sucks. I was saying it sucks that he has not been able to directly get into the UFC event three times now because uh, uh, Machias is the one who's going to go on and fight uh, as the coin flip between the two alt- alternates. Um, Guy Mesker was the other one. Joel injured Guy uh, stepped in because, you know, he had already fought for two preliminary fights and had the opportunity, just didn't get it, and so on and so forth, so he doesn't have to sit here and fight. Um, but, uh, what did I want to say? Machias, that's right. People need to not sleep on him either because he was a really good-looking fighter, really serious styles. I said this guy here had serious quality and potential and low if they had weight classes and if his first fight wasn't right up against Dan Severn in a quarterfinal bout, he would have probably gone to a semifinal. Can't say he could have gone to the finals, but I can say he definitely could have made it to the semifinals. And if he just didn't face uh, Dan Severn in the beginning, yeah, no way. And so here he is <coughs> coming in uh, against shit. Do I know anything that's going on right now? What the hell is going on? Who's fighting who? Um, Oleg? Machias is fighting Oleg. Yeah. Machias is fighting Taktarov. Anthony Machias. I could be wrong. It might not be Anthony. It could be something else. I don't fucking know. But it's Machias. I know that. And 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 for me, this is this is really cool because guy, guy Mesker, uh, Machias, these are guys that all deserve second shots, and I love when they get them. When they get these shots, it's great because you don't actually get to sit here and have to question yourself and be like, oh, what if this happened? What if this happened? You actually get to be like, well, it did this time. <clears throat> yeah, there it is. Yeah, it was Anthony uh, Oleg Taktarov versus Anthony Machias. Uh, these two guys should be ready to bang. And we're gonna fucking run it right into the dirt. We got the super fight after this one, but right now, they corrected it, and we have, uh, yeah, Anthony Machias versus Oleg Taktarov. Oleg, first one in, Sambo champion. We got all that shit, that four-time four European jiu-jitsu champ. Um, seven titles between Russian, seven titles between Russian and world titles. Uh, but Anthony Machias, Masuyas, Masuyas, my apologies. I've chopped his name up this whole time. Anthony Masuyas, it looks like Machias. He's had three minutes in the octagon. He has had a win in the octagon. Defeated a guy named Gibson. And he is ready. He is very ready. And I mean very ready. Uh, Oh, and look at this. (laughs) 
That's crazy. So apparently, Guy Metzger is a serious, serious uh, training partner with a lot of these guys, judo training partner or something like that. And so Oleg trains a guy, and uh, Anthony trains with him too. So seems like they're all training partners, and they're going together. And Anthony pointed out, Oleg was like, yeah, I got your number. Let's get this. But it just seems like Oleg has a serious, serious weight advantage. Does not seem fair whatsoever for... For, um... Goodness Lord, for Anthony Messiah. For Anthony Messiah. Honestly, yeah, Macias being 190 versus Taktorov at 210 is like, ugh. That uh, 20 pound difference can it can do something. It can. However, they're only a year apart. Taktorov a year older. Taktorov Sambo versus Macias Muay Thai. And Macias does stick with that Muay Thai. He's pretty good at it. Holy cow, man. So stressful, man. So stressful. So stressful. <clears throat> Almost everything was ruined. Almost everything. Almost. But we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll be on seven, and then we'll be able to do more shit. But right on to this one. Gonna get it the hell done. Gonna get it done. Bring it on, John McCarthy. They both run out to each other. Oleg. Let's uh Messias come in for a shot and rolls him backwards. Guillotine real tight, gets that bone right across the throat and crunches his throat like a child. And as he gets it, Messias taps immediately. Messias tapped so fast made me wonder if he actually was here to fight. Like Oleg comes to ask and was like, You okay? Okay, bud, you didn't, you didn't seem like you were really here to fight. Like, uh, no, not not being serious. That's just me talking out my ass. Uh, but, yeah, in, in all reality, like, he came right in, let him figure out what he was doing, and he went in for the shot. And as he went in for the shot, he crimped the head, locked up the legs as he rolled him over him, and got the guillotine, a mounted guillotine. So, go him. Go Oleg, headed to the finals. Oleg and Tank Abbott headed into the finals, and honestly, Oleg with much less damage than Tank. And hopefully they both get a lot of uh, energy back because them two in the finals is going to be a serious, serious fight. I think Oleg just got the fastest finish in UFC history, 12 seconds. Uh, current fastest UFC finish. Um... Yeah, man. Oleg, Oleg ends up getting it, dude. Ah, uh, here we go. Well, Oleg, honestly, is very simple with the grappling, which is beautiful about Sambo, and it is very basic of a very brutal 
and very substantial in the learning when it comes to uh, the teachings of Sambo. Honestly, it's like Yeah, well it's kinda like with, with Russia yeah, Abbott and Tatarov. But with Russia when they it's basically why all their grapplers come out with such excellent fundamentals is because the teaching there is much more uh what it's supposed to be, you know, like, uh, understandable, fun, enjoyable, not pushing you away from the sport. Now, if only I had enough money to pay D-Generation X. But I'll ask you myself, are you ready? No, I'm serious. Are you ready? Like... They did an internet survey in 1995 over who would win in this super fight, Dan Severn or Dan Shamrock. My opinion, I, I haven't seen this fight, but I have a feeling Ken would be the one to win it. Um, however, uh, this is just insane that they voted 55 to 39%. You know, it's not too much, but it's not too... A draw, 6%. Uh, now, my my opinion, my opinion, I want everybody to know, sometimes I'll say things and they sound like I'm stating them as facts, but they're not. A lot of shit that I say is my opinion or I'm just talking shit. And if I'm talking shit, just take it as trash. That's, that's literally all it is. And honestly, if you probably confronted me to it and showed me a different opinion, I'd probably agree with you and tell myself that I'm a fucking idiot. And... I think that this fight right here was the beginning of all great fights because like I I just look at this in the beginning and I'm like oh my god yes they're trying to sell merchandise ring girl gear and promoting that uh, thing you can join online talk uh, but right now, I just want to get to that fight, man. September 8th, 1995, UFC 7 is in Buffalo, New York. Let's get it, because in all reality, I am ready for that. Who is this? Brazilian fighter using a trance Marcos Ruas the king of the streets Marcos Ruas guy in Brazil apparently they call him king of the streets got a translator here for him Brazilian Jiu Jitsu What do you think? 
Yeah, that is the truth. Yeah, back in that time, he had the closest thing to a spiritual balance. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, just straight up where it's at, man. At the time and still to this day, man, Jiu-Jitsu is always going to be where it's at, in my opinion. Between Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling, uh, like in in all reality, any martial art, primarily, if you if you train five to seven individual martial arts, you can become a great champion in at least one promotion primarily and you can stay a great champion for a very long time in that promotion however if you just stay in one I, I can't believe that it can truly happen for a very long long time uh, I hate I hate that some people have done it like Ben Askren however that was then and I don't think you could exactly do it the way Ben Askren did now and um, just time will tell if anything like that will ever happen again but but I, I Marcus Huas, I hope he does compete in the next one. But we're we're going. We're going right now. Right now. Super fight. UFC 6 super fight. This is the fucking main event. This is well, this is the co-main event. Let's do it. Dan Severn versus Ken Shamrock, the super fight. Originally what they would call the heavyweight belt. Yeah, the weirdest California old school style hype videos. Real weird. You know, I just noticed something with that little look, that getup that he had. Michael Chandler reminds me a lot of Ken Shamrock without all the steroids. Maybe he's taking steroids. I doubt he's taking steroids. But at the same time, Ken Shamrock and Michael Chandler do remind me a lot of each other. But Michael Chandler are much more upstanding guy, you know, more respectable, wannabe like type guy. But, you know, former shoe fighter, uh, former UFC vet. These guys, serious savages, man. Serious warriors. Uh, shoot fighter, might, he might throw some punches, might not. More often, he just waits for that one shot and goes in for the leg. Uh, lots of leg locks, lots of arm locks, and he's very, very, very quick to crush a submission. Very quick. Ken is a very serious, serious beast. Bob Shamrock, that must be his, yeah, his dad. Ken's his son. I wonder if Frank's his son as well. Dan Severn. Training video, a lot of serious grappling. He was the winner of last one. He did returning champ. Again, like I said, Dan Severn, the only guy to walk around in the in the octagon with two belts originally. This was the goal, to walk around with multiple belts. One from... Uh, Wrestling, uh, World Wrestling Association belt, and then the other one, a UFC belt. So, when when this guy actually, if he wins this one, he'll be walking around with three belts, and that is insane, insane. Maybe it'll go to his head, and he'll severely lose in the in the next in the next. Uh, Next event, but Dan Severn, 
a serious, serious beast. I think he might be much bigger than Ken, though. Uh, shoots immediately. Heavy striker. Limited submission skills. But he's a grappler, so... $50,000 to the winner. $25,000 to the loser. Twenty-five pounds, six feet tall. Ken Shamrock. So yeah, six foot two twenty-five versus six foot two two sixty. You got that? Oh, two hundred and five, not two twenty-five. Two hundred and five. So that means it's a fifty-five pound disadvantage for Shamrock. Man, that is a huge disadvantage. And John McCarthy. Point and point and tell him to get it on. Shamrock and Ping. And they got their hands. Well, Shamrock's hands are low. And goes in for the shot and they end up. Ends up not getting it and comes up for the, the over and under arm lock type clinch. An old school wrestling clinch where they're both very low in a stance. Dan Naaman for a headlock. Not getting it. Very good wrestling between the two men. Very good wrestling. Stan on one side. Dan Dan looking like he's working for more stuff than Ken. Ken looking like he's just holding on with the strength. Which is not good because that means you're going to get winded quick. Severn looking like he's trying to work stuff. At any second, Severn or Shamrock, if they're really trying to do something, is going to hit a throw... Yeah, people who don't know this stuff are going to be like, are like oh, I, I don't know what's happening. See, Ken doesn't really want to be in there. Dan literally just called him out. Just called him out right there. It was just like, what, you're going to run away from me? Why you run away? Throwing a jab to the face, Shamrock, to, Ken, to Dan. Dan throws a few paws to the face of Shamrock. Aims for an outside trip to the ankle on the left, on the right side of Shamrock, but misses, just misses. Pops an excellent headlock and gets a cradle, but Shamrock rips that head out and gets a vicious, vicious Big Brother style guillotine type choke, but. Severn just rips out of it like an animal. These two guys are just real beasts. Real beasts. Standing, getting pushed against the cages. Shamrock now by Severn. And Severn looking like he's going for a standing submarine. Not getting it because Shamrock's pulling that head up on the guillotine. And he's tapping. Shamrock got Severn to tap. It is about fucking time. Ken Shamrock gets the submission by Dan Severn. What was that? Guillotine? Guillotine, right? 
two animals, man. Two complete beasts. You you probably just listened to me do that commentary. That was difficult, and that was beautiful. Because that was a real fight, man. I can do real fights. This fucking barn brawling, that's not a real fight, man. These technical fights, these superiority technicalities. Yeah, it gets a standing guillotine when Dan Severn escapes that. Uh, he had Ken in on a choke. Well, he, well, Ken got out of the choke. Dan went in for a shot. Well, literally went in for the shot. Ken went in for the choke, and he got that guillotine instead. So, Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Ken had got a punch to the balls by Dan to try and escape, and it did not work whatsoever. Kind of pissed him off because he shoved him after. But yeah, man, Ken wins the super fight. Way to fucking go, man. This is the UFC. Let's fucking go. That's what we want. We want this right here. All this. Every single bit of it. Nothing more, nothing less. Holy shit, man. Finally, we're gonna be, like, cooking and booking this fucker on to 7. Hopefully on to 10 sooner than later because, oh my god, I don't know how much more of this my brain can handle. Like, I've been taking so much shit, I feel like it's gonna melt. It's gonna literally melt. It's gonna fry. I feel like I'm cramming a jar full of fucking cement. And it's fucking fitting. Where is it going? Oh my god. But. By the way. If you watch this man. Did you see Ken Shamrock's. Like godfather level fucking speak about. Dan Severn's tactics that he capitalized on. Oh man that was just a fucking key notice man. If you plan on winning anything in this. You better be taking notes. And riding boats man. Because I promise you, you need to be fucking paying attention to what your opponents are failing on when they have previous fights, like past Mimith. Like, if you fight Legends, you need to see what, what they fail at in previous fights so that you can capitalize and do the same thing that they failed at last time. Uh, but yeah, we're right into it, man. Tank Abbott versus Oleg. We already know what's going on, man. Pit Fighter versus Sambo. This is fucking... We're not going to joke about this shit, man. We're not going to fucking slow it down. Tank looking like he's ready to kill someone, dude. Looking like he's ready. Ready. Not gonna play a game whatsoever. Tank's gonna keep coming and gonna keep swinging. And honestly, Oleg, I have a feeling, man. Oleg could get a serious choke just out of nowhere. But this is something that's strange. Tank's physical build kind of has it so that neck chokes are automatically gone. So... He has no neck for you to really get up under. You could try and choke him, but that head's just going to keep popping out. And honestly, I'm I'm really I'm really 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 curious on how that's going to work. This is the final. This is like it is time for the finals, and I don't want to hear none of this shit, man. All right. Tank, 30 years old, 6 foot, 280, 
Huntington Beach, California. Taktarov Sambo, 27, 6 foot, 210. Gorky Russia, fighting out of, also lives in Texas. So this right here is just going to be some serious fucking war. And I am so satisfied we're here. Oh, you have no idea. Big John Point. Point. Let's get it on. Taktarov runs straight to the metal to push Tank back and gets pancaked to his back by Tank when he goes in for a shot. Oh my god. Stays in half guard with Tank, but Tank just seems like a monster for him. Stands up and says, no, you're going to stand to your feet, son. Tank's going to do the distance fight with this guy. Tank knows he has a serious striking advantage when it comes to this. And he's not going to let this guy win. He's landing serious bombs with these gloves on. And you can't blame him. And I mean like... I want to say like... Who's who's a... Who's a... Like a... This is really like Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Tony Ferguson style punches that are just being landed. Just bam, bam, bam. From anywhere and everywhere, dude. He's just landing. And I mean, they're hitting right on the face. They're not joke punches, man. Oh, he sprawls on Tuktorov. Tuktorov can't exactly get it before he gets cross-faced. Tuktorov tries. Just tried twice with the shots and hasn't got him. Oh, and Tank has him in a really excellent arm lock position to throw him. Taktarov could throw him too, but at the same time, it's all about timing. Taktarov holding him almost in a head and arm position, looking like he could try and throw him. Oh, uppercut from Taktarov right in Abbott's mouth. Bare knuckle, too, so that's going to cause a lot more. Don't talk to Rob trying for that guillotine. Let's see how the neck works. We'll see how the neck works. Oh, oh, Abbott. Abbott brings Taktarov down to the ground. Claws at the mouth of Taktarov. Trying to get this. Don't tap, Tang. Don't tap, Tang. Escapes. We're two minutes and 15 seconds in this fight, man in it. We are in the fight. Abbott being very smart, keeping his head uh, at the center of parallel with with Oleg. Oleg trying to get on parallel with Tank to try and get an opening, make space. This is very, very curious. Because, you know, at the time, they're taking their time because they don't know exactly what to do. And that's the best thing to do, I guess, in any kind of situation when it comes down to you fighting in this kind of manner. But Oleg, Oleg looks like he's starting to wear. And it seems weird because Tank looks like he just has a never-ending gas tank. As long as he's alive, he has energy, you know? It's like, what? You'd think that body would be getting red, like beat red, dead, like no energy, lactic build up, just complete horde. No, it's like he's a fucking animal. Taktarov 
Looks like he's trying, but just not a lot of energy there. He is trying to soften him up, but it's just not looking like much energy is, is available for him. And all it's going to take is a quick spurt. Quick spurt for, t for, for Tank. Something like that right there. Tank just to get mad. Or Oleg to get mad. One or the other. Because it seems like this fight probably is going to last a very, very, very long time. Got to remember 30-minute time limits. Oh, oh, Oleg. Oleg going for a triangle choke, a leg triangle, and ends up not getting it. Didn't really seem like he knew what he was doing from what skills that we know how to use now. But, um... Same time, he went for it. Tank gets out, though. Tank just wants to stand, so Tank stands up. Oleg tried going for a quick little leg lock, didn't get it. And Oleg lands two punches across the throat to Tank after Tank misses one or two, and Tank just comes back. Boom, 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 and Oleg is just worn. Oleg is really worn. Tank got him in a little bit of a headlock, didn't really secure it. Neither one of these guys got enough energy to execute a single lock. There's been no breaks. It's been so long. I can't even imagine what the time frame has been. 7 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, Tank just got on top of Oleg. Almost inside control, but stuck, w stuck within that half guard. So he cra crawls back in. I'm curious on how Tank figures dealing with that grapevine that Oleg uses every now and then is better than just being in half guard. Maybe he just doesn't know what's what the difference is, but at the same time, you know, you should be you should should be able to feel that, but maybe maybe it's just, you know, a beginner's mistake. I mean, in my opinion, I couldn't be able to fucking feel it, so I, maybe I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Maybe I'm just stupid, right? Oleg having him in a triangle, but not a really solid triangle, so he's just putting a lot of a beating across the head of Tang. Tank gets full onside control this time around. And now pretty much going to north-south almost. Oh, and goes back into Oleg's guard. Oleg very, very, very fatigued. Smacks to the back of the head. Looks like he was grabbing a finger or two maybe, trying to rip him backwards. I could be wrong. Ooh. 10 minutes and 23 seconds. 
Toktorov, yeah, just throwing and taking punches with his eyes closed. And eventually Tank just, you know, continuously trying to get mount, man. Continuously just posturing up on him. You know what I mean? And letting him know that that is not what he is like. been in the same spot for quite a long time. the five minute overtime finally starting so they start and Tank just seems really 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 tired you know what I mean and I hate that you know I just rudely gave you guys a moment of silence but uh, this these finals man these finals are horrible and they okay alright well well Tank just has like zero energy and Oleg is just riding out his technical scramble and if he did, he ends up going for a standing guillotine. Gets it really, 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 really tight. Really tight. Cage is basically falling apart tight. But Oleg... Oh, oh. And Tank still doesn't go out, man. Tank is so done. Don't know what's going on here, but Tank could have given up a long time ago. This is incredible. Man, dude. Taktarov trying to ride the back now. Get a rear naked choke. He's got him. We're at 17 minutes and 40 seconds. Does he get it? Yeah, he does. Oleg Taktarov is your UFC 6 champion. And that is what I I predicted. I said this guy could win it. This guy could win it. Uh, when he last fought, I said it. When he first fought, I said it. Um, Oleg looks dead. Oleg looks dead. They both look dead. <laughs> Look at him. That was straight war. I, I couldn't even express myself. Express yourself. Don't copyright. But in all reality, like, man, Oleg looks like he's having a seizure, man. That's some scary shit to look at, bro, man. The winner is worse off than the loser. Oh, 
Yeah, man, dude, the tank, tank, and Oleg, dude. Oleg took a beating, but like at the same time, so did Tank and shit. Hopefully, Oleg gets out of this good and glad he's breathing. Uh, it just sucks that you know these fighters take the beating that they do. Uh, but again, you know, this is the f the life they choose, the life they aim for. And they get the praise that they get because they're the warriors that they are. And honestly, it's it's amazing. Oleg defeats Tank at 17 minutes and 47 seconds. His face is all bruised up. Eye socket probably is crushed. Gets a belt and everything. I want to tell you all right now that they don't look very impressed with the outcome of that event because man oh man is someone headed to the hospital man oh man is it sad that they got to spend most of their money on that event now on that hospital really really sucks you know you want these guys to get out of this event quick clean healthy <laughs> Blech. This shit makes my eyes feel like when you touch a newspaper. Colors just horrible. Everything's just horrible. Slowly, piece by piece, things get better. And it's just horrible. However, we're six in the bag. We're fucking on our way to seven. Don't forget that we got here we got here we started somewhere we're headed somewhere we'll be there and just i don't fucking know throw your phone in the trash if you don't want to come along for the ride and then take your phone out of the trash and then delete whatever the fuck you were using to listen to me so you never have to hear me again but may i just say this here will be my closer it's late you're late. I'm late. We're always late. And, yeah. It's cold. The snow and ice is on the ground. It's coming. Global warming's happening. And when it comes down to it, that was one hell of a fight. Fight card. All those fights were great. Um, especially the ones that mainly use things that in the future become illegal. Uh, downward striking elbows. Uh, using the cage, like hands over the back of the cage, and uh, Pat Smith using that to stop takedowns, and um, Tank Abbott using that to crush uh, Paul Verland's uh, face while punching him and making him unable to fight back. There's just a lot of things that, you know, just point out how raw it was at the time and how much needed to be implemented that they didn't think about at the time. However, I'm going to call it good. And I'm going to say you guys all have a safe, wonderful, happy night. Enjoy that episode. Stay safe.